0: Welcome, everybody, to the Nice Minds Podcast. I go by the name of B. otherwise known as Brandon McCollum, whatever you want to call me. I am with my very, very, very good homie, Nemo the Hooligan.
1: Hey, 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 hey.
0: We go What's w- way, way, way back, way back in the day. Um, I want to <laughs> say like 2002. Yeah, yeah, I
1: believe that is right because it was yeah. before that we graduated high school. So that was about 2002. 2003 yeah no we, no no No. it was probably 2001. really yeah
0: so um right after moving to grove then because we had math class together that's right was that was that late 2001 or was that i think i think so yeah Crazy. And you were like you were like hey man I'm
1: like what <laughs> I'm like i heard you with dj <laughs> yeah
0: i remember i was all awkward because you were a sophomore i was a. Uh, yeah, it probably would have been like late 2001 then. That's crazy. Yeah, I yeah, think that's what it was. Yeah. You were a sophomore, I was a junior and I remember, uh, your buddy Scott used to always talk about you when I worked at alligators and was like, you, yep. you, you gotta get with my friend Nick and I didn't put two and two together that you were my neighbor until like later on. And <laughs> we, we had math and I like, I, I don't remember when it was, but I mean, it, it had to have been like, I just I kept looking. I'm like, that's that DJ dude. That's a DJ, dude. That's and I'm like, right I'm like, I'm like, I, I wanna, I wanna get to know a DJ. I don't know any DJs. And <laughs> and so yeah, I remember sat by, I sat by you, and I had my lyric notebook with me for some reason. And I was like, Yo, here's your DJ. I'm a rapper. Yeah, that's <laughs> like verbatim how that went. That is yep. exactly how that happened. Exactly. That's
1: crazy. And um, then we, we didn't, we didn't even really kick it for a little while until. It was like after uh, a talent show, or it was like one one of yeah. the cool gathered like a spirit thing or whatever. But you did you did a
0: rap and you had like shiny, yep, all the shiny on. gear. Yeah, you look like puffy and fucking yep. ninety eight. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> but I mean, basically, we got our start at the exact same time yep. with you DJing. Yep. And, uh, so when did you start DJing? Um. Well, I started trying to make beats
1: with like fruity loops and this other like bootleg ass like music sequencer thing on the home computer back when you had a computer room in your house and i would sit there and and i had uh, a record player and i didn't know how to sample into the computer without having an interface and a console and you know all the recording gear so i had a microphone and i taped it to a computer speaker or one, one of the speakers that the, that the record would play through, and that's how I would sing, try to sample stuff, is I would record it off of, <laughs> off of the speak, the microphone taped to the speaker, and it was just like a little <laughs> condenser mic, like a little clip-on yeah. thing, so everything sounded like shit. But that was kind of where it started, was that. And then once I realized how terrible I was at that, <laughs> I, uh, I got into DJing. So that's it was That's crazy. Like, I
0: started doing all that when I was like 11, 12, and then 13 was when I got my first set of turntables. That's crazy. So, didn't, didn't I? And cause I tried to buy some turntables at one point, there were hand-me-downs, but weren't they hand-me-downs of hand-me-downs? Didn't you sell your turntables to Adam and then Adam sold them to me? Is that I how that think, worked? I think
1: that was it. Yeah. Either that, or he had the exact same pair as I did.
0: Yeah. They were really shitty belt drives. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were terrible. <laughs> they were terrible and i just but, i tried and i tried I and mean, i probably messed around with that for like months and i just never got it and i was just like fuck it whatever yeah i
1: mean it was impossible cuz back then there wasn't like youtube there wasn't youtube videos to so just be like right. oh how do i do this and sit down yeah. and do it i would i would just sit on my floor you know cross legged and i had like five records <laughs>
0: how do i Oh, I like that sound. Wow. I'm really not good at this at all, but this is fun. What's that? What's this do? It's crazy. Cause I, I've been talking to a lot of people that are around our age and you know, everybody that's in their thirties, we all got our start in like really rudimentary ways. Like we all just had to make yeah. do with what we had, you know, cause yep. we didn't have the technology that the kids have now and that I have now. And I, it's crazy. I have like all the technology now at my fingertips that I ever dreamed of having. You know, Dude, I t- mean, tutorial videos, like, oh, tutorial I videos. Yeah, yeah. Tutorial we'll videos, <laughs> the, the ability to sample anything quickly and manipulate sound in yep. the way I want to, even the ability to take vocals off of a beat. Like I have, you know, I know how to do that now too. Like that. Oh yeah, sure. I just, dreamed just of making instrumentals and shit. Yeah. Just make instrumentals yep. and or just vocal tracks or whatever. And I dreamed of some of the capabilities that we have. The kids don't realize how good they have it, man. No, it's crazy. no, 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 oh, no, no, like we've talked about how many times in,
1: in the same vein, it was like kids promoting now, like yep. we were, we were out standing in front of venues at bar close or around bar close. like, oh, we're going to hit up around, you know, um, five corners music saloon before bar close, and then drive over to first Ave and then stand outside of first Ave and like you're trying to hit these spots and drop flyers and go to cheapo when it was still there in the record shops and and it's like now it's just uh share pay for advertising yep. <laughs> like I don't, i'm just like
0: sitting on my couch like i'm oh, getting get her done yep, <laughs> like, exactly. It's yeah exactly so yeah crazy it's crazy and i was trying to think um because i i know that in my old album mr nice guy i claimed that you were uh I was the first one that you ever DJ'd for but that's not true I know it was probably capacity right no 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 um because where I got
1: my name the group that we were in in high school the homeless hooligans
0: oh that's right um, were they the first ones they, was,
1: yeah um okay. so that's how I met Wagner because okay. they were friends with Wagner and we would all go over to the studio and and record and rehearse over at his place before it was all built out um and that's where that began um and i feel like it wasn't long after that or it might have all kind of happened at the same time something like that because i started djing djing parties (laughs) that's right before that and i would do all the the party stuff and then i started wanting to be like yo i want to be like I want to perform for real yep. and be on stages and so it was all around that time but yeah it was definitely one, one of the first one of the very very first so it was, you were probably the first or second either way it was a long ass time
0: ago yeah <laughs> and i remember i mean even when you weren't djing for me i was at pretty much every single show that i could roll to with you because I mean, I didn't have my license, but, but you were my neighbor. So I would just literally just walk over to your, your place and then we'd go, yeah. you know, yep. so I would j- just like roll with you and just like help you haul your gear and all that shit, like everywhere. And I must have. Going to,
1: going to shows at first to have like seeing a whole rhyme line up for like $10 straight sure. up <laughs> It's crazy. Uh, going to, uh, what was that?
0: What was that coffee shop in Osseo? Oh, um, what was that called? Uh, it was a Christian coffee shop. Yeah, it, pretty much. Whatever ever, it was, we were there all the time. Oh, was it Sage something? It started with an S. Se- Segway. Yep, yep, that's right. Segway. Segway. Yep, yeah, that was <laughs> that was like my second show that I ever did, and I just remember. I mean, all my earlier shows were just hella awkward, but I remember knowing that that was a Christian coffee shop. And at the time, I was using, I was doing like straight cover songs, of like I was taking like an artist like Ludacris or like Nelly or something, and like st- like taking their instrumental and just straight doing their songs over their beats, and <laughs> and I, I did that at Segway, and I think I have video of that too. I should I should make a little, yeah, yeah man. Dude, I was I was actually just talking about because
1: uh, I used to walk around with that high eight cam uh, camcorder. Oh yeah, the, the little the little tiny analog tapes. Yeah, they had the same um, one. Um and I I brought those to all the shows, to all of the garage band performances that we had in school, like yep. practices and walking around the hall. So I have all of my earliest performances pretty much throughout high school all on this camera, but I have no idea where to get it like transferred over, you know, um to like a hard drive. Do you but. do you still have it? Yeah, yeah, I still got it. Yeah, I got a I got like twenty tapes like full of shit. I parties should... at your house, stuff like that.
0: Oh yeah. I, I still have actually four undeveloped uh disposable cameras from that era that I need no to get, way. I need to get those developed. But I'm afraid <laughs> like I've always been I've had them for years, but I've always been afraid to develop them because I'm afraid that somebody at one of the parties took a picture of their dick or something. And that's what we're gonna, like. <laughs> we're gonna end up like seeing seeing like some fuzzy, fuzzy like yeah, ball sack or like something. S- somebody's just somebody's <laughs> just weighing is just gonna be on a picture, and I'm just deathly afraid of that. But <laughs> yeah, funny. I mean that's where we. But no, I was gonna say I may be able to transfer those for you. Uh, yes,
1: that would be sweet because I cause got I, have, I got a bunch of them.
0: I have a VHS to digital transfer, and I have one of those like vhs to like you put the little tapes inside the vhs and then yeah they're they're high eight they're called, and they're called they're like something high like eight, that yeah format adaptable whatever whatever yeah, yeah. but I should, that would be badass dude because would be I would badass. love to see some of
1: that <laughs> because my camcorder doesn't work otherwise I used to just watch it on the little tiny screen oh yeah and it would be extra embarrassing to watch it on my 70-inch flat screen now
0: <laughs> that's yeah, that's fun. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on here and get Mingy on here. I, I would love for, like, a lot of that old footage to come out of, of us, like, you know, it, just fucking around, jamming and stuff. Um, oh, man. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That would be super cool. Definitely need that to happen. So you, I mean, you've DJed for, like, everybody locally, I mean, that I can think of. I mean, and you've, who are some of, like, the big names that you've opened for, thus, like? Oh, you remember oh, um,
1: off the top, like nothing, man, a red man, uh, snoop dog, um, did prof outdoors, uh, played shows with idea. Um, now I'm going to blank. We did, uh, um, Jason Mraz actually randomly in Somerset one time, um, Lord. Of open for big country acts. I can't remember their name, but there was crazy. Like ten thousand people. Yeah. Like ten fifty thousand people. Um that was weird. And I was just DJing for that. I wasn't like playing with anybody. I was just like cutting and mixing country music. <laughs> yeah. And people's faces were like, uh, what? And people were getting down though. It was just that's was crazy. Funny. That's super really dope. Funny. Um, but uh Gosh, man. I don't know. Um, DJ Kubert, uh, DJ craze. Um, I there, uh, mean, there's, there's a, a lot. Oh, randomly shared a stage with, uh, um, dudes from house of pain, Everlast. He got up on stage, uh, oh, crazy and rocked, rocked a few set songs with us, like just jamming. Uh, when I was in PB and the Jam. Um, got open for Lizzo, DJed for Lizzo, uh, some of oh, her yeah. first shows when she moved here.
0: Yep, yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, talk about that a little bit. Uh, so, I because I know Lizzo came here. Did she come here strictly for music? Because I was just talking to somebody last night about that. Did she come here just because she had music connections or was it for some other reason? You know, she st-
1: I, I don't really know. We We only really spoke at, shows and mm. generally she was like she was always like on the go and when, when we were at shows Oh, okay and, and we we crossed we crossed paths obviously and, we, and would talk but it was just kind of like hey man you're here can you dj for me and like yeah, yeah cool. like a, you know girl party and you guys are you guys are fucking dope and you're dope right and you're like, yeah let's do it so that that happened a number of times and um she was always great you know was a super cool person so
0: yeah and that's the what? thing about about this music scene is it's it's so tight-knit that everybody's got a lizzo story everybody's got a print story everybody's got a yeah. slu- you know rhyme sayers slug whatever story like it's just such yep. a tight tight knit <laughs> community like that so that's that's really dope so when uh so i mean you dj for a lot like every local act a lot of major acts and stuff and when did you start? Because you're in a crew called Slipmats, and you're also uh, part of Generation Now as well. So when did you yep. start doing that? uh And I know that that's kind of taken you like made a career for you, basically. uh
1: Yeah, pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, right? <laughs> Pre-COVID, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, well, it was like doing doing all the shows and being in bands and and touring around and doing all it was, it was great. It was super fun, but like the, the money versus all of the time, all of the free shows, all of the, all of the man get, getting paid and dumping it right back into the the practice space, merch, albums, recording, and then like splitting up between how many people is just like shit. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> like, I am like this doing what I've done. I've like ruined relationships because it's not conducive to a healthy, like oh, no doubt. romantic relationship. It just isn't. Yep. And um, so that, that was something that factored into it as well. But um, I got to do the things that I wanted to do without having to leave town. And I would do it by myself. And I was starting to make good money doing it. Yeah. So, you know, and that was why I was like, well, shit, I, I love it. I'm decent at it. At least I think, I think I'm okay at it and, uh, people are paying me to do it. So it's like, that's, that's it. And, um, that's just what I started doing.
0: That's so, super dope. <laughs> yeah.
1: And yeah, I mean, Mats radio, so radio was born out of me being busy. With, yeah. with bookings, like Slipman's Radio was a radio show, uh, streaming online radio show. And then it just became like between me and DJ elsewhere and Duke, uh DJ, I was getting these gigs and I was like, fuck man, I'm already like double booked. Or sometimes there was like three shows in a night. Do you want to do this? And oh yeah, I'll do that. And then it just became like, you get a show, you get a show, you get a show. Yeah. Everybody gets shows <laughs> and then i would actually actively go out and look for gigs bar gigs residencies uh just trying to get booked for stuff and then it became like grew and grew and grew into this 18 19 person collective of djs
0: wow is that how many people there are now yeah wow that's super dope and i mean
1: there there was points pre covid where on a friday saturday night we would have you know six djs out working gigs oh, in, a, wow. in a night you know so it was like all over town
0: that's crazy that's that's dope yeah i didn't realize there was that many people and i didn't realize you guys uh were that cohesive as a unit and you know shared gigs and did that that's super <laughs> cool um, I wouldn't say cohesive but we we did our best to make it happen <laughs> right and then that was that was similar to my story with nice entertainment I mean it was very much like we were a unit but at the same time sometimes it wasn't as cohesive as I would have liked it to be but that's, it's hard man it's even with hard. even with similar mindsets and goals it's still hard to yep makes it happen you know exactly and so generation now as well I mean that's how you got like the timberwolves gigs and the vikings gigs and stuff like that right
1: yep um super bowl gigs um did a ton of super bowl gigs with them um but that is nick uh nick dirks owns yep. that Matt martigan um mm-hmm. and love that guy and he's he's done a lot of great things for a lot of people put a lot of yep. a lot of food on people's plates um and it's been really cool to be able to put that on a resume that, Hell yeah. you know, we're one of the, one of the official Timberwolves DJs and Vikings DJs and Golden Gophers DJs. And, and, uh, we worked on, we do the twins as well. Um, I, I've only done like two, two gigs with the twins, but it's the M- MLS, the major league soccer, uh, Minnesota oh, United, yeah. we, do, we do everything there. Um, So, having the sports on lock has been cool because that's like super official. You know, it's like we're playing in stadiums and shit. So, damn. That's been been really cool.
0: Yeah, I bet. That's crazy. And I just to see your growth and what you've done over the last, you know, five, six years, even 10 years. But I mean, you'd have just been like steady, steady grinding. So, try it, man. So, 2020 let's talk about that um so i mean like work just came to a halt how many show how many like gigs have you done this year uh well it was the week what was it
1: it was the week two weeks after wasn't it like the beginning of march where the lockdown happened it was was right in there beginning so in, since then, in March since then I've played two or three times oh wow maybe. And, um, and and honestly like even DJing at home I haven't even been doing that a whole lot I bet um and it's honestly just been nice
0: <laughs> yeah
1: to take it to take a break because I I did it so hard for so long and now I got kids and and I work a full-time job now to fucking pay bills, <laughs> right um so that that it's been a weird like identity shift for sure, for sure. In the last year um big income difference um because yeah. on top of whatever regular job i would happen to be working and i got back into the workforce like last year um off of being self-employed for five years um it's been it's so weird <laughs> yeah I like, bet it's so weird just being so used to being out in public for my job all the time yep every night uh, four or five nights a week to like work my day job and not leaving the house when I get home
0: you know yeah. like it's, it's that's crazy it's but yeah I mean everybody is is really in the same boat everybody I've talked to is just kind of like there's been all this this bullshit and there's but there's also been all this good stuff i mean because we've all got to spend more time with our families and you know the people yeah. that we, we live with and stuff and um, i got i got sober yeah that's amazing <laughs> you know? man. i mean so do that, you, that was a big one do you want to talk about that at all i mean do you want to get into that yeah we we certainly can um i mean so so what was um like what did you what did you have a problem with i guess i should say if you don't mind me asking so like what what ended up happening Well, um,
1: it's not something that I've
0: admitted to a
1: lot of people, Mm -hmm. but um, I developed a pretty decent cocaine problem, Mm -hmm. and that is uh, a real point of shame in my life, because you and me growing up, I mean, you you know how I was and how I thought about that stuff. Very, very, very against it um Same, yep. and all that you know yep. whatever but um it you don't wake up planning to be an addict yeah you know like i'm not so like long. and now now i i look at people i'm like well he certainly didn't mean to become a heroin <laughs> junkie he certainly right. did not plan on being a, a crackhead you know i didn't plan on <laughs> my problem yeah. but it it happened and it can happen fast and yeah. it was very easy in the nightlife
0: to oh, for sure.
1: is everywhere it yeah. was absolutely everywhere um i certainly wasn't as bad as some but for me it was like i gotta i gotta be done i gotta be out of this like oh, i got sure. real real responsibilities and i have so much going for me and luckily i've i've been able to quit things fairly easily um covid was certainly a blessing in disguise so yep. just not being around anybody or any of the triggers sure. or any of that has been really good
0: so yeah so was it hard for you to to quit or was it just natural since you weren't out and about uh no it, it wasn't
1: hard to quit at all i mean maybe the first week it was like uh oh, i could I could go for that, yeah. but once I once the gig stopped and I started sleeping, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So it was like my schedule. I was running myself so hard, and energy drinks literally were just like not doing it. Yeah, and it wasn't like I was even doing it to party. I was doing <laughs> doing it to work.
0: Yeah, which is like
1: the most expensive. <laughs> stupid thing to do
0: oh no doubt.
1: Um, but yeah because I, I would work three four nights a week and I and at the time when it got bad and I was working a day job so I was waking up at you know 6 a.m. bringing mm-hmm. kids to daycare and then working all day working again that night until two three in the morning DJing and it was like I was I was literally killing myself and it wasn't even it wasn't even the drugs that were doing it it was me pushing myself yeah so again covid was like huh, oh, it gave everybody this like oh shit, down. like we can just like let's do some introspection and i'm like how we were living how fast we were going um how we were working yep. and, it, it, and from people like me to people that work in office buildings you know it's like people are just reevaluating how shit's done and socially and personally. So it just happened to be with me that it, it, I changed a lot. I had to look at myself a lot, live with some mistakes, live, you know, (laughs) yeah, just really, really take a good look in the mirror. And I've since become a better way, better person for it. And I'm way healthier.
0: That's what's up. uh,
1: I'm way happier. So yeah you know
0: man i'm happy i would even... encourage
1: anybody that has had a hard time to you know try just try to be better for yourself
0: yeah for real it's you know, crazy it. It, it's it's interesting to think about i think about all of my problems and my issues and i'm like like i've literally thought this to myself how the fuck did i never develop a drug problem like with everything that i have gone through and been through mentally I'm like, how the sure. fuck? like mentally and personally, I'm like, how the fuck did I never turn to drugs? Like, it, it's just it's crazy. But everybody, I think I was so they afraid never really did anything. No, like I, no. I, I, I smoked weed. I, I drank a little bit Um, and, you know, I did. I think I did shroom stems once when we were back in the day when we were. But just <laughs> yeah. um, just the stems, not even like caps or anything. I was just always so afraid. Like I not only was I like afraid of like how they would make me feel, but I was afraid of addiction. Like I because yeah. I, I, you know, used I, and I smoke cigarettes. Like, I mean, I was addicted to cigarettes for eight years. And I remember th- trying to quit like five times, five to ten times before I even quit those and how hard that was. And that just was always like my thing where I can't try anything else. Like I can't try anything else that's addictive i mean i would i would love to try acid i would love to try you know you know <laughs> psychedelics and stuff like that um but yeah i've just always been too afraid of of what like my what would happen i guess yeah so I, and, that, and that's definitely
1: valid valid fears um i'm certainly not afraid of psychedelics i'm i mean The amount of people that were, that were dying off of cocaine and heroin and, and fentanyl things that had fentanyl that was ending up in stuff, killing people for real. That was, that was another big thing. And it's like fentanyl isn't in weed. They're not putting fentanyl in LSD, you know? So, uh, the, the, I get the fear for, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) There's a good reason to fear. Uh things like cocaine
0: <laughs> right exactly
1: because um, it's like oh this is it's cool until it's like you know it's not i guess right. i guess it's the only way to like Well, wow, this is such a party until it's like my life sucks
0: yeah exactly you know
1: and then it's like holy shit i'm too deep into like screwing myself but yeah. uh it's been really crazy working through all of that and a pandemic and oh for like sure.
0: Career shift and like all of this. It's just been like, oh my God, what yeah. what's next? <laughs> for real. I mean, it's like, I mean, yeah, with me, I mean, I don't know how many times I'm probably gonna tell this story on this podcast, but I mean, you know, my mom got cancer. I was like, Yep, literally by her side for a year straight, plus that. Then I went back to IPR for like six months, and then she went to the hospital. For like 50 something days so it was like non-stop like school hospital school hospital and my whole bag of stuff got stolen my car yeah completely yep. like deteriorated as I was driving it and just went up in smoke and uh, it was just all these things back to back to back and then at the end of last year uh, I got sick for like four months of like like this weird stomach bug which was just crazy and then the, so that didn't end until a year ago in December and then 3 months later, COVID. Boom. Like I just I think about my life in the last couple of years and I'm like what the fuck? Like what what just happened? Yeah, man.
1: And and it's not like the January 1st it's all going to be over with, but like Right. If you could just chill, like a little bit
0: <laughs> yeah for like a little while that would be awesome. right exactly yeah. if, <laughs> if, if life can just like chill stay chill for a bit that would be sweet but yeah man that's it's a lot man and, and, and definitely the last i don't know five or so years i've really maybe a little bit more than that but i've really become empathetic to addiction and stuff like that you know when when i think about my own life and the people that i know and the people that i love and care about i think about back in the day when i you know cuz i wasn't doing drugs or this and that i was so judgmental with like people that that had you know that were doing coke and were doing that and that and i i just had to learn empathy for that for that stuff and I think the world needs empathy for people with addiction problems, and mental health is so. Uh, I mean, it's it's so. uh I mean, just kind of thrown under the rug, you know. And yeah, and you know, people are so judged for their addictions and their mental health that it, it's just it's ridiculous as a society. It, it's
1: looked at it in in a through a criminal lens before yep. it is a mental or a social health issue. Yep and a physical health issue so it's 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 criminality before anything else which right. is like you're, you're removing the humanity out of it and just looking at like well that's illegal and that's bad and you're a bad person yeah you know and it's like that's not how that works at all right it's not how <laughs> i'm that not works a bad person i at least i don't think so i mean i've done i've made mistakes for sure but <laughs> do i deserve to be punished severely in a jail cell for extended periods of time. Like I don't think so, (laughs) you know, and I don't think, you know, so-and-so on the corner that's been having a rough go and, and can't keep the needle out of their arm is, is that much different. They've, they've done things that they clearly regret. And it's, it's, uh, holding that shit over people's heads i I never thought was right so yeah it's trash for real yeah. i agree i um, highly agree and i know i made i made comments in the past like how do you you know how can you do that to yourself and then it's like oh oh that's how you do it to yourself yeah yeah that's that was easy yep. that didn't take it just came out of nowhere then i'm like oh my god
0: why do i have a problem yep you know goes back to like I said, like, really, what I've been thinking about is like, how have I never had a drug problem? I mean, because in the last two years, my my mental state has gone from hell and back, like so many times, like, I mean, from the lowest of low. It's like, how how did I how did I get I, I think about like, mentally, like, how did I get through some of the to the dark times that I've seen and you know, witnessed and you know, just been through. So I mean, yeah, man, I'm I'm proud of you for for getting through this year sober and you know, with the outlook that you have and and stuff like that. Because because I I know I know how times have been rough and I know I know what rough times are. You know, so yeah, man, I appreciate that. It's been you, a a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. You've always been somebody that I've really. You know, even though you're younger than me but you and mingi are, are two dudes that I've always really just looked up to and like admired and and your your hustle and your like ambition and your creativity and just the way you are with people and um and just humanity in general I, I've just always really admired you guys and oh well, thank you man because I remember I mean even back in the day like 2005 I remember the deep conversations we'd have at my house parties, and you know, the world. The (laughs) world—that was like the inside joke that we have, like the world. And we, you know, when you think about that, was 15 years ago, and like really now is like the worst, and we like it it was nothing (laughs) compared to what it is now. Like nothing. No,
1: no. Like I remember hating George Bush so bad, and now I see him, and I'm like. God, you're just you're just the cutest, aren't you? He's a
0: cuddly painter. <laughs> a cuddly like artsy painter. Like, <laughs>
1: and he's pretty good. He's yeah. pretty good at yeah. painting. Which exactly. is like
0: hilarious
1: to me. And I don't know why it's so funny. Like it's just and man had a hard time stringing a sentence together, but that fucker can paint. <laughs> and he's a and he's a war criminal, but he can really paint. <laughs>
0: so ignore all that stuff. He yeah. can paint well. Exactly. Man. Well, but, oh, man. But yeah, Please. man, it's been It's been some years, man, but you're somebody who I've just like I said, like, I've always appreciated you. I've always appreciated the person that you are and your talents. And I just wish you nothing but success. And thank you for being a homie, man. Oh, man, thank you. It's, it's, uh, and I know, I've, I feel the way the
1: same way about you, you know, watching you make your company, you're signing artists, and you're doing all of these cool producer things. And like, your your hustle has like elevated up and beyond mine. You know, you're you're just like diversifying and doing all this cool stuff and and uh I'm still doing what I was doing 20 years ago. 20 no, years I mean
0: <laughs> the, I, I've always just felt like I mean with with me, I I'm so I I don't I don't know if it's success driven, but it's very creative driven. So I've always just been like, oh I got the idea to try this and I try it and then, you know, oh, that didn't really work too well. But I got the idea to try this, try that, you know, and just like just trying all these different things. And I've been fortunate enough in my life to be able to to try all these different things. And hopefully one of these days something will stick and something will, you know, have longevity. And I'm hoping that this podcast, you know, brings that. But uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Oh, yeah,
1: it. man. It, I know it's it's been weird since having... Kids, and even before that, like I, I just didn't have a lot of people that I hung out with, right you know, for so long because I was so like driven to DJ, and that's all I wanted to fucking do ever. For real. Um, and then I, I did that, and now I'm on kind of on the other side of it. Like, wow, I, I should have hung out with more friends, and I should have kind of well, stopped you know the roses a little more, and I should yeah. have you know hindsight's twenty twenty, but it's like man i it yeah, would have been cool to you know hang out more and i i did yeah. that to myself and i well, same, like relationships me, and everything so yeah
0: same with me man like i'm always like man i'm I freaking miss nemo and like but i was always so busy with my stuff especially in the last like decade you know ever since yeah like, I, I started NGE and went to school and all this stuff and yeah it's just it just comes with being older and having responsibilities and you know grinding, it's oh just, yeah yeah. But I think this year, and I've talked to a lot of people about this as well. That this year has been especially good at, at you know reconnecting people or just connecting with people that you might not have even really noticed before. I mean, for, for example, uh, both of the dudes from the Wiseman show who I've admired for a minute because they've been out here doing the podcast thing for real. Both yeah, of them, Jake and, yeah, Jake and uh, yeah, Joe. Yeah. Um, Joe especially has reached out to be a mentor to me with this whole podcast thing. And Joe. Jake reached out to me to like be on here and they're both gonna be on here. And like Joe, even like, like I did a test run of this with Joe like a couple weeks ago. And I mean, it, before this year, I, I feel like that wouldn't have happened. Like I just feel like the you right. know, everybody would have been so busy, or you know things like shows would have been happening, and um, yep. you know people would have been in more studios, and people just would have album been album release parties, album like release all parties, all that stuff, and yeah, I, I do feel like this year has just really made people stop and just kind of look around and you know kind of take notice of things that they might not have noticed, or you know reach out to old friends and stuff, and yeah, it's so it's a it, I guess I didn't go into this with you, which I've been going into to this with everybody, and and of course there's a big question mark. But what do you see coming up after 2020, especially like in the music industry? What do you nothing. think? Nothing. Nothing you, you know, in the near know. future, as far as like live events. I just don't see yeah. much happening
1: at all. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm hopeful, and maybe I shouldn't say I'm hopeful. <laughs> I just contradicting myself but i'm kind of like assuming the worst and if it's going to be Same. good then it's like still, like i can yep. go back to work you know i've been able to get back hosting some trivia events and and then it was like eh, and i did two of those and the government shut down again and then it's like yeah get scheduled to do something and we shut down and again. we shut down again. Again. yeah no indoor dining it's like all right well that takes away half yeah. my work that I could be doing and then the other half is doing nightclubs and everything else so it's like shit
0: <laughs> yeah it, it's it sucks cuz i mean there's there's just this huge question mark but i definitely see after this as far as like the local scene goes i do feel like i mean cuz people have been shouting like like let's unite uh, un- unity this and that i feel like that is inevitably going to happen after all this like i feel like as a, as a music community and as like a like a network, we're gonna be so tight knit after this, because everybody's had time to just like really like dive in and like get, weed out all the bullshit, weed out all the fakes, and that is one thing that I've I've definitely thought of, a lot about is like
1: especially in the DJ world mm-hmm. because it became so accessible, yep so quickly for so many people, and uh, it's it's gonna root out all of the people that didn't have longevity or they were just like in it for instagram likes or to be at a party and to feel fucking cool and it's like no dude i i came up doing this because i genuinely really love right people dance and that's exactly. what i want to do and that's all i wanted to do yep <laughs> and like and i think a lot of us people have been like well you yeah, know maybe this isn't for me there's no there's no yeah. entertainment industry or, or service industry, really, for that matter. So it's like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Go back to your basement and go back to work and doing whatever job you were doing and stay out of, like, kind of stay out of our way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion. Yep. But and yeah. God bless I, them for trying. Yeah. I want people to get involved in DJing, but it's like, man, if you're out here undercutting people that oh, have fool. kids and pay or paying their bills, like, we're not cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and I, I I, definitely got into this for, you know, kind of the same reasons. I started Nice Entertainment to connect with people and to help people and to uh, help people's careers. And that's what I, f- I feel like I want this podcast to be. I want it to be a platform. I want it to be something where people can, you know, hope, like, by people watching this, people who are not familiar with the hooligan. Oh, Ella! <laughs> Ella! 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 <laughs> I just have to do that quick. The OG, the OG. <laughs> anyway, the, yeah, man. Um, I, yeah, I just I think that this year is going to, it's an it's a necessary purging of of yeah. emotions and things and yeah, it's it's gonna be really interesting to see to see what the upcoming years, what the the last half of my 30s are gonna be. And like, I'm I'm really interested to see
1: again kind of who's who's left standing yeah as far as djs artists um studios um because i know several people that have studio spaces that are like we can't we're not using this oh, for anymore sure. we have to fucking get rid of our studio
0: yeah you know
1: who who's gonna stick around and then who's gonna come up after yeah. like who's gonna who's gonna walk into the into the rubble, be like, all right, we're going to rebuild this
0: shit. And hopefully it's a lot of people helping each other rebuild, you know, and we're, you know, as a, as a unit, I just hope that this year just brings about, you know, empathy and kindness and, you know, you know, people, people coming together to help each other and community and all that. There's gotta, there's gotta be a different way to do
1: things, you know, and um a a friend uh christina martinez um she had mentioned something online about you know COVID happened and all of a sudden we're like oh my god we shoulda coulda woulda with xyz at this venue or this scene or we this should have been happening and we should have been this way uh, we should have been improving and listening to each other. And it's like, yeah, well, why weren't you doing that right. the whole time? Yeah, <laughs> And that was one of the problems I had in a lot of the DJing scenes, I guess. And that's another reason Slipmats Radio was born, because it was like, fuck that ego shit. We just want dope turntables, like yep. dope DJs, cool people with good ideas and that's all that matters it doesn't matter what yeah. kind of music you play it doesn't matter who you fucking who books you or whatever or where what facility you're inside it's just about music and working together and being friends and having fun
0: oh yeah so that's what's up yeah I, well i know that when shows do come back people are going to be packing them venues man so
1: man i don't
0: no. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, people are gonna be know. scared. Yeah, but but like I'm with saying what,
1: with what we do, especially like, are you gonna go up to say you know, say you're single? Sorry, Becky. Say you're single, <laughs> and you're up in the club, and you got like three shots, four shots of tequila, and you and you're like, oh, that girl's cute. I'm gonna try to. Oh, wait a minute, COVID. Like, eh, and I'm gonna dance back here. Like, you know, what yeah, I mean? <laughs> like people are gonna be uh, dancing with masks. Yeah. Are we going to be like, how does it work? It's like right now it's like real footloose. You know, no one can dance. Yeah. No one can be fucking <laughs> near each other. For real. Is, is, is weird. It's so strange.
0: Yeah. Is it um, going to take like a majority of people to be vaccinated and then that's going to, or is it just going to be closed for like, <laughs> Two years, like, you know, like, that's what
1: I mean. It's like, what, what, how is this going to move forward? How are we as a, as a scene, music scene, entertainment industry, how are we going to come up with plans to, to move forward with a possible new normal? How are we going to deal with face masks and distancing and realistically a virus that is going to be with us seasonally or yearly, like the flu? Right. You know this might just be something now moving forward that we have to worry about until a cure comes along yeah so that's the other part of it it's like it's so we get vaccinated are we gonna have to do it again and again and again and again and are people still gonna be dying from being exposed in public or like yeah
0: that's crazy (sighs) yeah i mean you're definitely (laughs) bringing up all these different sides to it that i i didn't even like Fully grasp and think of either. Damn, it's it
1: sucks, man. Because the, the policymakers, the, no, nobody fucking knows what to do. No yeah, one knows what. Nobody. It. Every state's different. Counties are different. Cities are different.
0: Every every individual different. <laughs> every, every individual is different. I mean, I literally like. I have been to a outdoor wedding. Uh, the next day after that outdoor wedding, I sat outside at a patio. And then me and Becky went over to your house once. Um, yeah, but other than record. that, like, I mean, cause I'm still working my day job, it's work and home work and home yeah, straight like, up, <laughs> straight up. That's all I've been doing. And so that's why another of the many reasons why I started this, because I, I just love connect, you know, reconnecting with people and talking to people. But yeah, man, there's just this huge question mark. It's, it's crazy, but I do de- definitely feel like it's going to be up to us to rebuild like i feel like it's going to be up to people like us to kind of set a new standard a new you know because we you know i've you for example like people listen to you i mean it may not be like a lot of you know but like but 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 i'm just saying people trust your opinion you know they they trust um is that serena yes hey serena brandon says hi hey brandon hi brandon (laughs) No, you're okay. Um, yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. But anyway. but
0: yeah, it's. It, I mean, people like I. I didn't realize that how much of an influence that I have on like the small community that I have or whatever. Everybody in the scene that's that's kind of built a name for themselves or done whatever. People trust our opinions. They they trust what we you know what we think and stuff like that. So I do feel like it's going to be up to people like us to, kind of
1: rebuild and it's gonna it's gonna take people with with money yeah and an interest and and a a real plan um because then socially too a lot more people are pushing for you know livable wages and if you're gonna be starting a business people are gonna be expecting to not only follow possible forever covid regulations just you know being a pessimist about it it might be for fucking ever who knows it might be yeah um and then on top of it people are going to be demanding better pay and there's going to be it's just this shifted so much and people that are going to be willing to dive in and and do that I'll be on the backside. I'll be on the backside, yeah. back uh just playing music if somebody needs to I guess because right. I don't know if I have any answers or or anything to it because well yeah and since so same
0: here but but yeah I'm, I'm just I'm just saying like it some changes are are going to happen. And I do feel like, you know, since you and I have our, our pulse on what's going on and stuff, um, you know, I, I feel like if the more people that put our heads together and, you know, try to figure out ways we can help each other and promote each other and whatever, you know, just be creative together. I feel like that's going to, going to move things forward and keep things going and stuff like that.
1: Like, I know. in uh, and, in our slip Mats radio group chat that we have, there's, you know, at the beginning of COVID uh, there was a lot of brainstorming about how we could still get, still get it done. You know, like how can we move forward and have these regulations and have everyone be safe and yep. still have a good time. Like we were doing a, um we did a big barbecue at Powderhorn. Um, oh
0: yeah. Yep. When,
1: when the city council, after the George Floyd protests, riots, whatever people want to call them, Um, and it was the day the city council was having a meeting and there was like thousands of people at Powderhorn, and we had figured out a way to barbecue for people and give out free food. We took donations and we brought all of our own grills and like all of this stuff and we're wearing gloves and masks, like figuring out, okay, how are we going to set up food stations to where individual people can come and grab food while it's still safe for other people like it. You know what I mean? And and little things like that, it does give you hope that like we can move forward with that's yeah. Well he needs a plan gatherings.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's it's gonna be really hard going forward, but I mean and I'm I'm like you, I'm a I'm a pessimist when it comes to like I feel like you kinda have to be. So you're not, you know. You're not. I'm never really. <laughs> you're never disappointed. Yeah, exactly. You, you're like, well, it's, we're just gonna be on lockdown forever. So there's that. But it's gonna suck until it doesn't suck. Is what yeah, I've been exactly. Like, I'm
1: just gonna assume it's gonna suck, and if, when it doesn't, and you're like, oh, that's cool. It doesn't suck anymore.
0: Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. In the meantime, I'm gonna be doing shit like this and trying to be creative and trying to, you know, trying to make connections and no to... this is great man this is, I, I, you should absolutely continue doing a podcast man. hell yeah um
1: i it's something i always wanted to do i didn't know i've been on people's podcasts a few times and i i just don't know what to do with it you know what i mean
0: <laughs> oh yeah bro i will if you want to do it I, I will help you i mean just let me know what you, what yeah. you need what you need to know what you want to do what you when you want to get started man because i i want to see i want to see that like i feel like you especially would be somebody that i would want to listen to for an hour or two so that's a long time to listen to me (laughs) (laughs) no it no it's not bro
1: no it's not uh if if i can even want to listen to me for an hour
0: if i can do it i feel like i feel like you could do it but better but man i will let you uh get back to the rest of your evening, man. I really appreciate you coming on here and bullshitting with me and talking about 2020 and life and your career and your journey. And I appreciate you, fam. Of course, man. Love you. Thanks for having me. Love you, man. I'll talk Serena to you says, soon. Serena says goodbye. Oh, peace out, Serena.
1: <laughs> talk peace out, Serena. to you all
0: soon. Bye. <laughs> all <right. laughs>